Talk Radio 570 KVI. It's KVI Want to Know Weekends. KVI Want to Know Weekends. Get ready to raise a toast with Seattle's most spirited hour of talk, Happy Hour Radio. Explore the best in Washington wines, beer, spirits, food, and more with your guide, Seattle sommelier, Christopher Chan. It's Happy Hour Radio, right now on Talk Radio 570 KVI. Well, hello, Seattle. Hello, Puget Sound, and welcome back to Happy Hour Radio. I am your host, Christopher Chan, event sommelier, your weekend wine guy, and your commodore of cocktails. Hey, happy March. Uh, we got St. Patrick's Day this month. We got Taste Washington. Uh, a lot going on. And I'm super excited to welcome back um, a mystery guest almost. He's, he's a mystery in some ways because uh, we always see that picture. His name is Charles Smith, and he's been an icon in Washington now. I guess he's, uh, you are the new godfather of Washington wine. He's, uh, your reach and your uh, inspiration, your labels, um, and, your, and your hair, right? Got all that going on. Uh, Charles Smith's joining me today. And uh, you guys should all join me for uh, Taste Washington's coming up at the end of the month. TasteWashington.org. Uh, 300 wineries now, I hear, and 70-plus restaurants and classes and seminars and uh of course, learn to spit and uh, you know uh, get a designated driver. But um, it's two days or three days. We've got uh, uh, a young fun event at the Fairmont, um, or is it the Four Seasons? Anyway, check it out WashingtonWine.org. But I'm going to waste no more time. Let's do it. Uh, Charles Smith, hey, welcome back to Happy Hour Radio. All right. Great to be here. Yeah, it's good to welcome you back. Uh, good to see you. And uh, oh, we've got spring. You guys got bud break yet? Oh, no. It's a little early still. Yeah. Yeah, we had quite a winter, a lot of snow, huh? We did. I know. Um, I heard that my little sister was driving down the driveway, and she ended up in all that lavender. <laughs> <laughs> and then Chris Figgins uh, rescued her. Oh, that's good. It was nice of him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Gary plowed my my uh, driveway back in 2003 when I was out of town, and I was like, who the heck do this? I thought it was pretty cool, considering I'd just been around the valley for a couple of years. Yeah, that's nice. Well, you um, you are now a household name, and anybody who's right, she's a household winery name, something mm. like that, right? Could be. Charles Smith. Um, when we met last, we talked about uh, your grassroots upbringing in the world of wine. You were uh, touring with a Swedish rock band or managing a Swedish rock band. Uh, yeah, Danish, but Danish. still all good-looking people there in Scandinavia. That's Danish. That's right. And Danish, they rock pretty hard. Wasn't that Danzig? Were they Danish? No, I don't know where Danzig was from, but um, anyways, yeah, the, the Scandinavians rock pretty hard. Actually, there's a great uh, rock and roll festival called Copenhagen that takes place the last weekend in Copenhagen, which is a three-day rock and roll metal fest in Copenhagen, Denmark, right actually in the city. Wow. You'll find me there this year. Seriously? Absolutely. All right. I like to have that. a good time. For sure. You got those glasses on. You get. You put on, you still got any old uh, headbanger gear, the old leather and spikes? I never had any of that. I just think, uh, you know, just do my own thing. <laughs> okay. I wanted Maybe to Maybe wear a Viking helmet. There you go. Exactly. I love it. What do they drink there in Denmark? As much as they can get their hands on. <laughs> Whatever it is. No, I mean, you have two famous breweries. You know, Carlsberg and mm-hmm. Tuborg are based out of, of Denmark. And Strong of course, beer. Yeah, really, actually, they make really good beer in Denmark. And, of course, you know, uh, Aquavit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's so, coming back. I, I, there's a lot of distilleries here producing that. And uh, I actually tasted some. like, hey, this is good. It goes really good with food, actually. I mean, the, the, the new Scandinavian or modern Scandinavian cuisine, I mean, 
you know, these uh, uh, really specialized stops, you know, our Aquavits are really great with the food. And I just had uh, a couple months ago, we had the uh, the new cuisine of Iceland. Um, I had a chef come in and, and talk about foraging from all, you know, the, the little microglycans and things like that. Uh, good food and good drink, of course. So um, obviously you had history starting a rock and roll tour in the world, and then you ended up uh, in Bainbridge Island, uh, Washington State. Yeah, I got invited to somebody's house to spend the night and then kind of stuck around for a while. The couch surfer. Actually, they had, she had an extra bedroom, so that was pretty sweet to offer me a place to stay. Yeah, and uh, I remember the story. You decided to uh, open up a little wine shop because you were interested in wine, and um, it, you took a drive in that van, that uh, the, the long-lost van. It was the Astro Van, right? Yep, 87 Chevy Astro Van, two-tone burgundy. <laughs> two-tone burgundy? I, I miss How about that? that? I, miss that <laughs> I miss that van, but it died 103 miles away from Walla Walla. I know because I tow it home. Triple uh, A charged me three th- three miles. Oh, it only that's covered right. hundred. Uh-huh, that's pretty funny. Yeah, I knew the exact distance. I could probably march it off from them day and maybe put a little placard up where the car died. <laughs> that's right, a little maybe cross, a little cross on the side of the road. Yeah, and the uh, the Dodge uh, sticker, whatever it was. Um, anyway, uh, I was talking or reading a little bit about Mike Reinvan. The Reinvan family was just in the Wine Spectator uh, last month, and great article. And he kind of owes uh, his. Uh, in his interest in wine to um, stopping off at your Bainbridge wine store. Yeah, Mike and I became friends, um, you know, back there in the uh, early 2000s, and, you know, we remain friends till now. Um, yeah, so we kind of, and he came out and visited me several times in Walla Walla, showed interest, and I put one and one together, and there he is. <laughs> there he is, doing quite well. Um, obviously, Matt uh, gets to tour the world and live that 98-point uh, rock star life. When you get one of those points, he, goes, he takes it to a new level, right? I wonder what that's like. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like well, to experience that someday. Time. Someday, huh? Yeah, maybe. I know. That's right. Someday my dream will come. Well, I'm going to start my own uh, rating system, and I'm going to do 160 points, man. That's awesome. Yeah, it's gonna be, I'm going to go over. I'm going up and up. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah, I've been working on that for a while. <laughs> um, you uh, started with Cave Vintners, and uh, after that, you started a little project on a cocktail napkin, right? Uh, yeah, I just used a piece of paper to write on. The one I happened to have handy because it was in a bar was a cocktail napkin. Yeah, the house wine brand. The house wine. And uh, you brought a bottle of wine here, or the uh, um, the lovely lady from Edelman dropped off a bottle of your uh, vino rosé. This is Sangiovese. Yeah, 100% Sangiovese. Really minerally pure, fresh, long, and infinitely pleasant to drink. Isn't that what wine's all about? It should oh, be infinitely good. pleasant to drink. And I think that I, having a uh, wine in a brand called Vino... Part of my Casa Smith project, which is my Italian project, um, you know, Vino simply suggests that the wine should be, you know, like I said, infinitely pleasant to drink, and it's wine, and it's called Vino. Yeah, tasty. I took a sip, and it's uh, it's not even chilled, but it's it's really be- delicate. It's got some floral notes. It's uh, a little bit of perfume and cherry, and mmm, tasty. Great. I'm glad you like it. Yeah, me too, because... Uh, I remember in the old days from Washington State, there was a lot of rosé was used to go down the drain, and then they go, hey, I got an idea. We can bottle this and sell it for 10 bucks, And then, and that started the whole the, this big movement in, in rosé, but we were dumbing it down. And now, obviously, with this stuff, uh, uh, this vino, the Sangiovese, great grape to make rosé because you got natural acidity. Right. Well, you know, I'm, I'm known for making rosé because actually I have another rosé, which is the Charles and Charles, which is the, you know, is a... You know, Charles Beeler. Yeah, I mean, myself and Charles Beeler have been making rosé for 
for that wine since 2007. Wow. Wow. A decade, huh? Yeah. It's, uh, it's the largest domestic dry, reason, I mean, dry rosé in the country. Wow. So um, you've been just this Midas when it comes to wine brands and wine projects. Obviously, K, your labels are just iconic. They're, they're, they're stark black and white, but you cannot forget them. And, you, and that's a good thing for walking into a store, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's all about communication, though. I mean, obviously, visually, black and white, you can, you know, suss out amongst all the other offerings. But on the other hand, my whole thing has always been about direct communication, and the idea is black and white pretty much gets it done. It's true. We're all trained that way. At least we were back when we had books. Now it's a Kindle, so maybe it's the other kind of white and black. It still, still works. <laughs> it does work. Speaking with Charles Smith, the one and only, the man, the myth, the... Uh, Millionaire, and he's in studio. Um, how is the Jet City wine? What did you? When did you break ground on that? Or when did you actually open? I should say. Uh, well, the anniversary will be coming up uh, here on the twenty fifth of July in the summer. So uh, we're about a year and a half out. Awesome. Yeah. Wow. It's been good. It's great being here down in Georgetown. I mean, uh, one of my favorite neighborhoods for a long time, and uh, yeah, it's it's a great spot. Eclectic and kitschy and fun and. Uh, that's what most of Seattle used to look like, besides right. Ballard in the old days. <laughs> That's really, true. Because Ballard was, you know, fishing fishing town. They had tattoos, though. <laughs> they did have tattoos. Some of them were pretty creative, but uh, I guess now it's spread pretty much everywhere. I uh, should get me one of those tattoos. You know Cassie Keith? I do not. Oh, she's down there, and she's got that little antique store meets, uh, you know, she goes shopping, and she brings all those kind of cool, oh, I need a an old accordion, and you've got it on this... Well, anyway, she's a nice lady down there. Really? She has an old accordion? I was just looking for one. Were you really? Not really. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I found one at the Walla Walla Pawn Shop. I'm sure there's several of those and some other things at the Walla Walla Pawn Shop. There are. Some power tools and yeah. whatnot. Speakers, yeah. bikes, yep. skis, guns. You bet. There's everything you need. Everything you, you need. You in. Exactly. Um, I was impressed that uh, you... You've been so successful, of course, and, and um, I just dipped my toe in the wine business and made some wine, and it's damn hard work. Yeah, I mean, but if you love it, it's 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 pretty great thing to do. I mean, it was my dream, and it still is. You know, regardless of you know what I you know achieved or not achieved in the wine business, my dream was really to make wine and live a life as a winemaker, and that's what I continue to do. And do you cook? Absolutely. Really? Oh yeah. And uh, you got it. man's got to eat. <laughs> yes, you do. Yeah. Yes, we do. Yeah, you have two residents now. You have one in Walla Walla and Old Mill Creek Lane. Or should I should say that it's in front of the Big K. I'm sure you can find it. And you have a, a house here, a residence here in Seattle, right? Right. Yep. Well, you know, like the one in Wall. I have a house here, and my home really is in Walla Walla because that's, you know, emotionally where everything was built. You know, brick by brick, if you will. And um, and uh, my home here in Seattle is something. New to get used to. I mean, it's nice to live here. Yeah, well, you're over here for the winter time, so I'm sure that uh, you're missed out on the the sub. What was it sub teen temperatures? Right, it got down to six or something. Oh, it's nice to light a fire in the fireplace when it's really cold outside, <laughs> and there's a wine cellar, and you know, there's always something to do. Uh, I love it. Um, have you had most of the wine in the world? Is there something you haven't had? Something uh, that's still like what I gotta have some of that. Not really. No. No, I mean wine's been my thing since I was a young guy. You know, I'm 55 years old now, and uh, you know I started working with wine since I was 20. So you know, you're you're talking 35 years worth of wine drinking, wine traveling, and you know uh, when you have a winery and you've been you know you know moderately successful and you have the opportunity to 
buy a lot of wine. So I, I probably have about 5,000 bottles that are not my own wine. And, uh, you know, that's a I, lot. Yeah, and, I, and, and I'd say probably about one out of 30 wines that, bottles of wine I drink is my own, uh, simply because, you know, variety is the spice of life. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, you get the question, what's your favorite wine? People ask you that? Well, it depends on what I feel like today. Yeah. Exactly. Who am I with? What day is it? What time is exactly. it? Exactly. I mean, some of my best wine experiences had nothing to do with the quality of the wine. It was who I was with and where I was. And that's what makes rosé so fantastic when you're in Provence having some mussels and some tartare and like... Or in Tuscany. Or in Tuscany, yes. Or, or in Washington State or in Seattle during the yeah, summertime. I mean, so... Seattle is the perfect uh, rosé city during the summertime. Uh, I saw some numbers. We've really embraced rosé. There's a lot of rosé sales, of course, across the nation, but we tend to drink a lot more wine and beer and uh, now at Distilled Spirits. Are you going to get in the distillery game? No, I have no interest in that. I think the people that are passionate about distilling should distill, and the people that are passionate about brewing should brew beer. I'm passionate about wine, and therefore I make wine. Yeah, but I could see with all those fermenters, you got some uh, must left over for oh, some mark. I could. But once again, it's not my thing. And you, yeah. Well, now you could be in that that ring up that uh, echelon of all the rock stars and movie stars. Where hey, this is the hand bottle. Like George Clooney's got a tequila. <laughs> <laughs> Good for George. Yeah, I prefer mezcal myself. I do too, and that's uh, that's amazing stuff. Um, wh- what do you like to cook? What's a, what's a meal you, for you to make for the boys or for the uh, the harvest team? Well, I like things to be relatively simple. I mean, you know, I'm always kind of go along with the idea of the Italian cuisine where it's, you know, it's three three ingredients, maybe three or four ingredients. So, you know, it might be anything from like, you know, chicken salt and boca to just a beautiful piece of salmon grilled with, you know, some wild mushrooms to, you know, maybe just some just some killer tacos. This is it. It's Saturday night. Smoked salmon tacos. Some alderwood smoked big chunks of beautiful salmon and make some great salsa and some homemade corn tortillas. I mean, that's pretty good as it gets. I like it. We could get a little someone making those homemade tortillas, That'd right? Be me. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. You got the stone, the masa stone? No problem. That. Oh, I love it. So it truly is Casa, right? It is Casa, Casa Smith. Smith. But the Casa is more <laughs> the Italian version than the, the Hispanic version. But, you know, mi Casa su Casa. Mi Casa su Casa. And you've got a big team. Do you have a kitchen down at Jet City? I do. I have a full commercial kitchen. It's oh, gorgeous. man. Yeah, someday I'll use it. <laughs> I know. That's no. fun. No, it, it, I have a beautiful kitchen, and uh, I'll be starting a program with the kitchen here in the short time. I love it. Hey, folks, we're talking with Charles Smith, the man, the myth, the mystery, and uh, he's in studio right here on Happy Hour Radio. We're going to take a little break and come back to, and chat more with uh, the legend right here on Happy Hour Radio. Big names, big news. Sean Hannity, weekdays 3 to 6 p.m., Talk Radio 570, KVI. It's KVI Want to Know Weekends, and you're listening to Happy Hour Radio. Now back to Seattle, Somalia, Christopher Chan. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Studio K. Live from Studio K, we've got Charles Smith. Very live. <laughs> there, there you In are. Studio K. Yeah, here we go. We got uh, ketamine, we got Charles Smith K wines, we got Como, and we got KVI. Awesome. It is awesome. Uh, we were chatting about uh, your cooking expertise and what you make, and I'm getting hungry. Obviously, it's Saturday night. It's right about dinner time. Uh, you talk about drinking uh, your wines. You must have a, a huge library of your wines. Is that true? Yeah, I think I, I last count, I have just north of 27,000 bottles. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I, 
I've been told I'm the most prolific winemaker in the U.S. I mean, I make more single vineyard bottlings than anybody else. And that, I mean, that's just even K Vintners. K Vintners over 23 wines. Oh, wow. Yeah. 20, uh, and how many single vineyards are those? 15? Uh, uh, 22. 22? I only make one wine that isn't. It's my Milbrandt bottling, which is my ode to Jerry and Butch Milbrandt, growers in the Wallook Slope with the Wallook Wine Company. And that's just because I do it of two different vineyards, the uh, Sundance, which is on the mm-hmm. sandy soils, and the Northridge, which is on the ancient soils. Northridge, right. So otherwise, other than that, um, we're all single vineyard wines. Cool. Yeah, it's a lot of them. It's interesting because uh, Nickel and Nickel used to make a heck of a lot of single vineyard wines down in Napa. Huh, I was not aware. Yeah, yeah. Well, so did Ridge. You know, Ridge used Ridge, to do yeah. a great deal of it. And you know, it's what you find probably for the most part. You know, either in the Northern Rhone, you know, yeah. you know, with making Syrah, Cote Roti, and, you know, St. Joseph, and Cornas, and and Hermitage, you know, find those guys making quite a few different wines. And you also find it in Burgundy. And that's pretty about the only place in the world where you see really that, you know, large array of, of wines by one producer. You know, I have a number of projects. I forget. I, have, I haven't counted them all. I thought we would maybe even try that today. <laughs> we could try that, you know, if you want. Let's do it. What do we got? Okay. We got K Vintners. Yep. We got um, we got wines of substance. Wines of substance, right? We got Vino Casa Smith. Uh huh. We have Charles and Charles. Charles and Charles. We have Sixto. Sixto, right? Chardonnay. With- yeah, I always know wine Chardonnay with with uh, Brendan Layton, and of course Brendan he has the B Layton. I think I got it also. Do we actually keep count or just six? I think I think I think it's six. Yeah, so I have six. Different projects and a plethora of wines, I guess. You got some more ideas? I have lots of ideas. Not all of them are right, but I have lots <laughs> of ideas, of course. I mean, there's just so many interesting. I mean, uh, Washington wine, you know, in the you know contemporary time is still really at the very beginning of where it's ever going, really going to end up at some point one day. And really, I think about Washington as kind of like France. I believe you can pretty much make everything in Washington State, and there's a place for it because it's just so various terrains and soil types, and we have a long growing season. What you find is, you know, continental climate that you have in Europe. So I think, you know, maybe the best of what is to come from Washington State has not even been discovered yet. We'll find out what that is. Maybe it has, maybe it hasn't, and that's what's the beauty and the excitement and kind of the mystery of wine. We know that it's a booming industry, that's for sure. And, of course, Taste Washington later this month is going to be huge. It's going to be huge, most tremendous ever. <laughs> I'll know. be there. <laughs> Will you be there? If they'll have me. <laughs> I hope so. Are you going to pour uh, Casa Smith or pour uh, I K? Haven't, I haven't decided what I'm going to pour. Whatever it's going to be, it's going to be good. And if I'm there, you should, well, we are going to be there. We're going to be there. I will be there. We're going to yeah. be there for sure. And I think we even have two tables, actually, because I have you know quite a bit going on. But uh, we'll be there, and uh, people should check us out. I love it. Well, I, we'd love to see some cave vintners, and, and just to see how that wine's developed. When do you think, obviously, er, we've had a string of different vintages starting in 2000, really, 2005. When we were on The Spectator, 2005 was, was that warm, 2006 was cool, 2007 was a little bit wet, 2008 was normal, 2009 was hot, 2010 was cool, 11 super cool, 12 getting warm again, or 12 was 12 perfect, 13 14, I mean... All good vintages. Yeah. Like super good vintages. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, it's a great time for Washington wine. And, you know, we have, with this great winter we've had, and, you know, we're, I'm sure we're going to have a beautiful Water spring. Water table. Water table is great, you know. But, you know, then again, you know, it's, you know, it's farming. I mean, it's glorified farming, you know, growing wine. And, you know, as, you know, technically, I'm a farmer. 
and uh, farmers like dun, to talk dun, about dun, that. Dun, dun, yeah, dun. yeah, it was Zsa Zsa Gabor. What are you, you, you going to do? <laughs> That's all right. Green you Acres. Your, green Acres. And uh, well, uh, you, we mentioned six of your uh, recent projects, but that's because you divested. Did- uh, how do you? What is? What's divested? <laughs> oh, well, that's I, a big I, portfolio term. You say we're going to uh, move our assets into different areas. Yes, we, we, yes, we, yes, we move our assets in another direction. <laughs> so let's talk about that. I don't know if our listeners know. It might have been. An, it was all over Wine Business Monthly, and of course, uh, all the the wine magazines and and the uh, the blogs, etc. But um, hell, I was even on Fox Business News. Oh, really? Wall Street Journal, yeah, Newsweek. That's like where I read it in Wall Street Crazy. Journal too. Yeah, how about that? And you, what do you know? Your signature five thousand dollars in a van, and now I'm in, on your radio show again. That's right. There you go. Um, that's and I asked you. Said they wired it. I was hoping you'd get a big check because that was a, a very large sum of, of money for those valuable entities that you had started. That's what I understand. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do? You know, I mean, when your wildest dreams come true, you know what you do? Just Keep living your dream. Keep dreaming. You know, I guess, you know, some people with, you know, uh, with, you know, what I did, I guess, you know, which wasn't my master plan, but, you know, I recognized it when the opportunity came out by, you know, you know, after something, you know, an event such as that, I mean, do you put on, you know, shorts and flip flops and go to the beach for a year or do you, you know, like me, you know, I just roll out of bed the next day, pull on my jeans, pull on my boots and go to work because like I said, my dream was to make wine. That's why I came to Washington and that's what I do. I like that about you, um, especially that you drove yourself today, and I saw you walking it alone. There was no entourage. There was no lots of bling hanging down. You're like, hey, what's up? Uh, do you even see the gold chains? <laughs> oh, is that Let's it? Let's hear them jingle. <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, like I said, I'm this guy whose dream was to make wine, and I still get to do it, regardless of how you know economically su- su- successful it's been. Uh, I just feel very fortunate that I get to do what I love. Yeah, well, uh, we love it too, and obviously, uh, you have a anniversary party coming up, July twenty fifth. Is that going to be a trade and public deal, or is that going to be? I think it's going to be an everybody deal. I everybody. Mean, everybody. Uh, everybody. I, yeah. Funny thing is, I didn't do a uh, one year anniversary party. I was just too busy. It turns out. Um, so that this year, yeah, uh, we're gonna we're gonna turn it up. It's going to be really really good, and actually. If I may plug something. Yeah, let's do it. Since we're we're having the rosé, we're doing a rosé celebration on June 3rd at the winery. Okay. And there'll be uh, 13 producers from the Northwest, uh, along with uh, five food trucks. And I'm having the rock and roll legendary uh, rockabilly singer Wanda Jackson with Dusty 45s and John John Doe from X. And um, so- Really? Yeah. X, huh? Yeah, it should be really, really great. So wow. that's June third, the uh, the first annual annual. I guess means that we're going to do it again. <laughs> the rosé celebration in Georgetown at Jet City. I love it. I love it. So we can find that at uh, Charles Smith Wines or what is it? I don't even know what it is anymore. It's like <laughs> just Google it. Yeah, I guess I'm just. Charles Smith winemaker, you 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 might find yeah, me. Rose party yeah, in Georgetown. Or, or, or if you just want to come find me, I have this very big sign with my name on it above my building, and I'm inside the building pretty much every day. <laughs> and you'll notice it looks just like the labels, right? It's black, it's with black white and white, labeling. just like everything else. Hey, uh, have you been uh, um, ingratiated to the the community? Have uh, has the local Georgetown community uh, activity board or whatever it is said, hey, let's let's meet and let's sort of foster some relationships or. Well, there's a Georgetown Merchants Association, and you know it's it's a it's a group of you know independently owned businesses, and you know I'm an independently owned business, 
And, you know, whether you're on a small scale, large scale, more commercial, more indie, it doesn't matter. You're part of the community. And, and yes, I mean, I'm definitely involved with what goes on in Georgetown. I'm, I'm a business just like everybody else's. And, you know, we love our our neighborhood and we like having people come down and visit us and, and see the diversity that we have going on. I mean, you have... You have beer bars, and you have taverns, and you have retail, and you have chocolatiers, and you have distillers and brewers, and you have you have the design centers Artists. actually in Georgetown, yeah. and you have the architecture firms, and you have you know you have st- you know people working with metal fabricating and furniture. I mean, it's it's a town, it's the area of town that, like you said, is really diverse and has pretty much all the aspects of Seattle. It is far enough away that it's not necessarily. Um impinging we're not infringing on on the land there yet i mean we're not worried about going down there and building high rises and taking and gentrifying it well i don't think georgetown really you know has that infrastructure for it It was one part of slice of of seattle history georgetown is the oldest community in seattle is because they you know when they people travel west they they settle on fresh water and you had the demolished river there and that's why georgetown was the original settlement of seattle little did you know that in seattle is very well i mean georgetown is very well defined. To the east, you have I five. To the north, you have the railroad yards. To the west, you have the demolished river, and to the south, you have Boeing Field. It can't grow, right? And that's it. And it's cute and kitschy and fun, and uh, and it's what I call home. <laughs> There's no place like home. Exactly. I love it. So, uh, do you have a tasting room at Charles Smith with Jet City Wines? Oh, down there? absolutely. And yeah. so we can come down there sometimes at Monday through Sunday, or what's the? Yeah, just before I came here today, I just left the the winery, and I think we were offering maybe. 23 different wines to be tasted. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, we, 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 we lay it down. We <laughs> lay it down really good. I mean, the wines are from, there's wines today to be tasted from $12 to, I think there was wine, one wine that was $100 that was on the table today. Awesome. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, like I said, it's such a diverse portfolio of wines, and I think we do a pretty good job. That's sweet. And oh, you forgot about talking about tattoo artists down there. Don't we have some tattoo shops? Uh, we probably do. I just, you know, I'm not in the neighborhood for one as yet. Too funny. Hey, folks, I'm speaking with Charles Smith, the man, the myth, the mystery, the legend. In studio, we've got uh, another segment. Uh, we're going to chat about um, some of his favorite wines and more right here on Happy Hour Radio. He's back, and he's in charge. Kirby Wilbur, live and local, weekdays 9 to noon. Talk Radio 570, KVI. KVI, want to know weekends. Time for another round of Happy Hour Radio with Christopher Chan. All right, welcome back. It's time for round three. Hope you got something tasty in your glass. I've got... <laughs> I've got the man, Charles Smith. Uh, you've seen his label, seen his wines. It's black and white and uh, green all over, I should say. How about that? <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> we were talking off uh, during the break about um, the philosophy about wine and uh, how you are able to kind of connect with the consumer. Um, you have... You said you have 23 wines at the tasting room, which is absolutely amazing. But you also produce—that's not your whole production, because you said that. Oh no, is it, that's just uh, that's just what's happening in the springtime. There's all fall fall release as well, which is about equal, and maybe actually a little bit more. Wow. Yeah. Um, are you going to make like a huge, uh, you know, nine liter or a thirty liter? Are you going to you go big? Are you going to do something? I have some big bottlings already. Do you? Yeah, sure. Why not? I know everybody likes a party. I know. Well, heck, I, I particularly like a party. <laughs> In <laughs> fact, too. it's Saturday night, so I'm particularly going to like a party tonight. Tonight is the night. Uh, well, I put rosé in a three liter. 
Yeah, why not? I mean, it's uh, e- easy to go down. It's a big baller. Yep, That's get it, it. done. Um, so you you have a favorite wine uh, for today. It's Saturday night. It's in Seattle. It's March. And what are you drinking tonight? Uh, I haven't really thought about it. I'm not sure. I think um, <laughs> go I, bourbon. I, I, no, actually, I have, I have a, a friend of mine named Christian, and he makes wine in the Prosecco region. And we're not talking about the new style of Prosecco that's you know, f- you know, super bubbly, but it's more Frizzante style, typical. And he has a winery called Kai de Zaga, and uh, it's just surly done, and you know, they're not oh, flipping wow. off the leaves, and it has a bottle cap. And as soon as I get out of here, I'm going to get into some of that. So probably I'm going to have some of the Christian's Kai de Zaga Prosecco. You also have a Prosecco label in your portfolio, is that right? Yeah, the Secco Italian Bubbles. Secco. Mm-hmm. And uh, does Secco means dry? Secco means dry. All right, and your wines are dry? Wines are dry. <laughs> all my wines are dry, actually. I mean, the only wine that I produce that has any residual sugar at all is the Kung Fu Girl. And although, you know, I'm not currently the owner of that any longer, I actually make the wine. So people are guaranteed that the quality is really right. Really? So your stamp is still on it? Of course. I mean, it has my name on it. And so the idea is, is that I'll stay on board to ensure that the wine is top-notch. Wow. And so um, the wine is top-notch. <laughs> How I, mean, many- I, I know. I mean, I, we, we, Brendan, Brendan, Brendan and I made it this fall, and it's absolutely delicious. I mean, the 2016 you know, Kung Fu Girl is kick-ass. How long has Brendan been with you now? Ten years? I, I, no, it's, it's, it's been that long. It's five four, years, four years, five years. Wow, He's, I that you've got, I mean, five years has gone like that. I know Peter. De- it's probably five years. If Peter yeah. Devson took over at FSD, and yeah, it's just you know, time time flies. You know, I mean, you you just doing your thing, and you that's look right. up, and he the did years the elevens. He did the elevens, and Peter did the twelves over there. So yeah, that's it. yeah. Well, there you go. Um, you the the six toe Chardonnay project. Some of the best Chardonnay we've ever had seen produced. I also love Chris Gorman's ones, uh, the uh, Ashen label. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you got some texture in these wines, um, but you have three. Is it three Chardonnays or four? Four. There's three single vineyard and one uh, uh, blend of the three. And is it is that a real, modest production considering we're talking about kung fu? Sure, uh, it's very modest production. It's all about old uh, high elevation old vine Chardonnay. So I think all total. Amongst all the wines, and not more than twenty five hundred cases of wine. All right, I like it. You know, considering that I sell wine in fifty states, twenty three countries, have four tasting rooms, over two thousand people on the wine club, and about thirty thousand people on the mail list. Wow, that wine thirty thousand. Yeah, the wine doesn't go very far. Wow. But you know, I'm not one of those wineries that you know you have to get in line to get on the waiting list to get on the mail. It's like whatever, man. <laughs> get over yourself. You want to buy some of my wine? Be the first one that. So, you know that that when it's offered, click on click buy on and come by or come by the winery. And uh, you know my my thing is I make wine for everybody and I make wine for people to drink. If you want access to my wine, all you have to do is show up and I have wine for you. That's I love it. Well, what uh, shouldn't it be that way? It should be that way. You're not getting that email. Oh, there's that email. Oh, yeah. hey, thanks a lot for yeah, s- yeah. Hey, hey, thanks a lot. So join my waiting list to be on my mailing list to buy my wine so I can live a life a lavish lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Well, I see you're wearing a new hoodie. It's a new old one. It says Dead Moon on it. It's a little bit faded, but it feels good, yeah, nice and comfy. That's right. I know. You get all that money, and you got to get a new wardrobe. I don't know what you're supposed to do. I got to, that's what I do. I went in and out, and I bought 20 new black T-shirts. Wow. I'm baller. <laughs> I love it. You get, uh, And you went actually out on your own to your favorite spot and got them. You didn't send your, your lackey out, did you? 
I have a lackey? I don't know. <laughs> Where can I get one of those? And what would I do with them, you know? They, they, they I am, that I was Kazit or I, something. I am my own lackey. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Okay, you drive yourself. You're on your show, oh, chauffeur. What, what, I mean, don't you want to drive your own car? Don't you want to go buy your own stuff? Don't you want to buy your own, pick out your own groceries? Yeah, that's what, what it's all about. Now, do you just go run around with that uh, that black Amex card or whatever one is the new titanium Jupiter? You know what I got right here? What do you got? Let's see. Oh, yeah, I got I got my Alaska, <laughs> Alaska Airlines Visa card. That's right. Yeah, three million miles plus. Seriously? Yeah, I have over three million miles on Alaska card. Oh, fun. I yeah, got can you believe it? 200,000. I know it's a lot of sky miles. Considering that I'm actually afraid of flying, uh, I, I, does that make you MVP gold? It should make me MVP of the the sky. The fact that I actually even get on one, but you know, you're a million miler. I'm a three million three miler. three million miles. Yeah, what are you gonna do? I mean, flying up there in the sky in this flying cigar tube of death. I mean, I'm I must be fearless to get on one of those planes. Well, we are all fearless, and that's but why again, they serve cocktails in first class. Exactly, and even in, in cattle class. The other thing that's cool is because, you know, I'm just on north end of Boeing Field here in Seattle, and, you know, Alaska <laughs> Airlines, they fly Boeing aircraft. And the thing is, if it's not Boeing, I'm not going. Right. So uh, I feel a little safer knowing that I get on a plane produced here in Seattle, and, I, you know, I feel like I'm always returning home when I get on one of them. That's so funny. It's weird because when you're when you're afraid of flying, you come up with all these weird superstitions. Somewhere. Oh, hey. So the thing is, when I get on a Boeing, I know that I'm going to make it home. All right. Yeah. I like that. That's that, positive thinking. Yeah, and they didn't pay me for this plug. Actually, oh. <laughs> I'm pretty happy about it. I don't know that. I all right, folks. I, I don't think they would. You either. can go ahead and pick up a 777 <laughs> down at Boeing. Just tell them Charles sent you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Too fun. Hey, do you have interns from around the world coming to help out uh, produce wine with you? Uh, we have at at times. Um, we just have such a really great crew. Um, uh, we we've been fortunate that a lot of people wanted to come work with us, and you know, it really is about you know people's uh, initiative. You know, not necessarily their skill sets, their passion. If they if they can focus, and we end up having these a really great team. I mean, the team that we have at the winery right now, working the cellar and working during um, harvest. I mean, I couldn't ask for better people. They're 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 number one. So you sure. have you have a, um, a a winemaking team. You have a bottling team. You have a... well, the bottling team is the winemaking team. <laughs> I mean, it's like. You know, it's like me. You know, it's like I'm part of the winemaking team. They got team. their own I'm lackeys the too, right? Yeah, me. I'm one of the lackeys. You know, we were we were bottling a couple of weeks ago, and you know, there I am. You know, taking, you know, cases of wine off the off the you know the belt. You know, that's just the way it goes. You kind of do everything. I mean, do you really lead wanna, by like, example? Do you really want to not touch things that you touched in the beginning just because you're successful? No. Yeah, no, I mean, no. man. I, I mean, you can't eat lobster every night. You get sick of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, tacos are good. You know? <laughs> lobster, cheese, tacos. Cheese, lobster tacos are good, too, of yeah. course, you know? I actually just came from Portland, Maine, and man. Oh, did I, really? Did I, yeah. Did I have some amazing... I Actually, I was. I happened to be in Boston for business, and I said, I had the weekend free, and I, I had no... I didn't buy a return ticket yet to come back home to Seattle. I thought, what do I do for the weekend? You know, I decided to do. I'd just go up to... to I'd go to Portland, Maine, sitting on a bar stool... You know, and, no one knows uh, who you are. Yeah, I mean, why would they? <laughs> yeah, sit on a bar stool, drink beer, and eat lobster rolls. I mean, that's a pretty good duty, lobster right? Lobster rolls. Yeah. I mean, man. I mean, you know, as much as we, you know, they're, you know, the lo- we crave their lobster out there. You know, I imagine people really come out here to Seattle and eat our Dungeness crab. Yes, that's true, and that's that's the beauty. We have our own little iconic. You know, we're a nation of great food as well, and whether you're in Pacific Northwest and 
typically by the sea, I guess you get the good stuff, unless, of course, you're in Dallas where you're getting big steaks and potatoes and all that. But Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah Napa Cab and big bottle of Napa Cab and, and a, a steak. Um, how many square feet is the Jet City winemaking facility? Well, I just measured before I left this afternoon. <laughs> it is 32,111 32, square feet. Well, I like the eleven square feet. <laughs> you, you want? I want accuracy here, don't you? That's right. You got a little window that's got this protruding out a little bit and gave you that exactly. Yeah, it's thirty-two thousand square feet. You know, two two level tasting room, commercial kitchen, and a beautiful, beautiful, uh, you know, cellar with uh, four barrel rooms. And you know, for when we do events like you know the rosé celebration, June third. Yeah, there's there's eighty seven hundred square feet of open floor space. So it's pretty nice, and on a beautiful day down in Georgetown, you know, yeah. we look we're right right across the on the north end of the the runway, so we look right down south, and right, what's at the end of the Boeing Mount Field Rainier. is Mount Rainier. I mean, what an iconic view! And so, you know, we uh, that's a our, spot, man. We cross our fingers for a beautiful day, just like today. Oh, I love it! Yeah, you know, it's just late sunset. It's fantastic. It's gorgeous. This is Seattle's the place to be. It is the place to be, and Base, so is baseball season coming on too. It is. Hey, next week we got it. The home openers are April third, I think. Uh, hey, folks, we have one final segment with uh, the man Charles Smith, and we'll be right back on Happy Hour Radio. So stick around. All right. Start your day the right way. John Carlson, live and local, 6 to 10 a.m. Talk Radio 570, KVI. You're in the know with KVI One and O Weekends. Here's more Happy Hour Radio with Christopher Chan. All right, this is our fourth and final segment right here on Happy Hour Radio with uh, the man himself, Charles Smith of uh, Casa Smith, uh, Sixto Wines, K Vintners, and Vino. Charles and Charles. Charles and Charles. How is Charles Beeler doing? He's doing great. He's a great guy. Fun. Yeah. So uh, we're going to spend this last few moments um, finding things about people to know about Charles Smith. Charles, what's your sign? I'm a Leo. Look at me. <laughs> the lion's mane. <laughs> yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah, can you believe I it? I guess I would. I could have guessed it. Uh, favorite color? Blue. Or black. <laughs> or black. It's actually, it, yeah, the softer side of me it would be blue. The uh the the regular side of me would just be black. <laughs> did you uh did you have a, a date for prom in high school? <laughs> What's prom? <laughs> I didn't go. Prom? Me? I don't know. This is no. it. Wait, all right. So yeah. you skipped it. I skipped it. Went out and drank some beers and it was the seventies. Smoke was, pot. Smoke. Well, how about it that? It was the seventies. Everything everything old is new again. Apparently now it's legal. Can you believe it here in Washington State? <laughs> it is legal. Yeah. Um. What? Uh, where's the farthest place you've ever been in in the world? Farthest away from Seattle? Uh, Argentina. Argentina. Yeah. And you tried uh, your hand at some Mendoza wine, or are you just checking out the vineyards, or what? Oh no, I, uh, a fellow I know down there has quite a uh, successful and well-known winery. He suggested I come down there and make wine, and I checked it out. But at the time, I was just so busy, I, I just couldn't do and it. And you're still busy. Yeah, I try to keep busy. Are you going to take any board positions for corporations now that you're in that echelon of the Jamie Diamonds of the world? Who's Jamie Diamond? He's, he's the, <laughs> he's, I don't know, he's the bank of, uh, he's the president of Chase Bank or something. 
Uh, no, I'm actually, I'm just, I'm a LLC. I'm just an independent, <laughs> I'm just independent, you know, little winemaker living on a pension. Little lowly Charles, is that what it is? Yeah, I recently came into a small inheritance. That's right. Oh, you got a, uh, you got to get a tax advisor now, right? Have you, do you upgrade your tax, you elevated your tax team at all? Can you just do them yourself online? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I guess that'd be ill-advised. But well, yeah. you know, you might miss some, some itemized deductions. <laughs> oh, well. I'd Oops. go long form. Yeah, I definitely go with long form. So, no, good stuff. Yeah. So, do you make the red wine down there? Is it a white wine? Like Chateau Saint Michel has their white wine property no, here no. on this side. No, no, it's uh, make white and red. Absolutely, we have we have a beautiful press for whites and a beautiful Booker press for the whites and a beautiful press uh, basket press. Oh yeah, I saw that for the reds. No, no, this it's 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 it's, it's small artisan winemaking on a slightly larger scale. I mean, at at Jet City, which is still small. But um, you know everything is you know small batch winemaking, you know native yeast, natural secondary fermentation. Of course, all the Rhone varietals, with whole clusters, the stems, whole berry for the Bordeaux varietals. We use concrete for fermentations and upright oak fermenters. I mean, it's a it's a beautiful place. I mean, you you know we have all the tools that you need to do the work. You know when you're when you're first you know you're a young person, you get your first apartment, you know. You might have to hang a picture on the wall, and you, you, you get a nail, and you realize you don't have a hammer. So you find, like, your shoe or pot, you know, pot for the kitchen or whatever, <laughs> but you get it done. And that was what it was like for many years when I first started my winery. But it was nice with the new winery. These are not fancy tools, but you know, I have some other new tools, and it's easier to pound in that nail, hang the picture on. So uh, Jet City is a great spot, and it's, it's, it is it's a very traditional winery um, in the best sense of the word. It's a cool spot too. Yeah. You've got a big glass window for your barrel room, as you can see all those barrels. Uh, well, on the production, resting. I mean, when we're making wine or whatever we're doing that day, if you come to visit, I mean, you know, it's it's it's, it's a, a working it's, facility. It's a working facility. It's I mean, like, this is this well, is not a this this is not a uh, strip mall with a row of, of uh, tasting rooms. This is actually a real place <laughs> where people are making wine. Touche. Hmm, that sounds familiar. Yeah, it might sound familiar, but it wasn't really touche. The thing is. I think people want to go to where the source is, and I think that's why people like going to wine country. That's true. But with Jet City, you know, the one thing that we did was we brought the wine to the city, to not it, yeah. not in just in cases, but actually trucks of grapes and to ferment and produce here in the Seattle area. That we must watched, be fun to see, having those big... Uh, it is. People want to see the process, and, you know, for a lot of people, wine is a mystery, but wine is not mysterious. It's just... Fantastic. You, my sir, we're a mystery. He's still mysterious, but uh, Nobody, it's. I'm like, I'm like, the, I'm a Willy Wonka of wine. Nobody knows me. That's right. So the mystery. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I love prefer, it. I, I prefer it that way. It's all right. Well, um, we'll see you down June 3rd. Uh, the Rose Soiree. What's it called? The Rose and Celebration. Georgia. Celebration. All right. And you're going to have uh, 13 kinds of pink. Absolutely. And uh, five food trucks. Yep. Live and, music. Uh, Dusty 45s and a little Wanda bit of Jackson John, John Doe, Doe from X. Yeah, it should be really great. Fantastic. You can find that at charlesmithwines.com. Hey, Charles Smith, thanks so much for taking time to st- share your story with all of our listeners. I enjoy coming. Thank you. Right on. Hey, that's Charles Smith. Uh, you got to try his wine. You'll find it most in every quality wine shop. And uh, uh, I was going to ask him how long you should wait on like a 2011 Syrah. Is it ready to drink? 
you can drink them, but that was such a cool vintage. But yeah. we made terrific wine that year. I really love the 11s, but uh, you know, for me, uh, about right now would be a good time to you know maybe start drinking. I'm usually five years after release before I even drink any of my wines. All right, well, I like it. It's uh, Saturday night. It's time to start drinking. Hey, folks, thanks for tuning in. Remember, we're out and about. Life is always better with the designated driver. See you next week. Cheers. <laughs>